You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 194, Get to Know Us, Interview with Angie Cho. Welcome to episode 194 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. We have an online certification program for people who want to dive deep into Feng Shui and join a mentorship program to become a practitioner and a consultant. And we also have special mini courses. We have a lot coming up now towards the end of the year. So please check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. That's a really wonderful way to support us. And be sure you're on our mailing list because we have really unique and special things only for our newsletter subscribers. You get a little love note from us each week. And you can sign up by looking in the show notes on whatever device or app you're looking at or you're listening to for our podcast, or you can visit mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll down to the bottom, and there's a place to sign up for our mailing list. Okay. Last podcast, Angie interviewed me, and today I am going to interview Angie, and I'm going to let everyone who hasn't already kind of got to know us and maybe wants to know a little bit more about each of us, we decided to do these uh, pretty chill, casual interview style podcasts. So Angie, how are you? Thank you for joining us today. (laughs) That sounded so natural. Didn't it? Uh (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. Okay. So um, let me start by asking you, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your business. Sure. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking, Laura. (laughs) So my name is Angie Cho, and I am one of the co-founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School and one of the co-hosts of this podcast that you may be new to or you may have been following us for a while. And I would call myself a feng shui educator, and I am also a practicing and licensed architect in New York City. Yeah, that's that's how I describe myself in my business. Okay, what about, like, you live in New York, oh, right? Oh, right, right. I live in New York City, and Laura and I teach internationally, and we can offer our services feng shui-wise internationally, but my feng shui business is based basically in Manhattan. I don't go outside of Manhattan and I I have a very boutique practice where I only work with one or two people at a time, just like two or three people a year. Mm -hmm. And do you by any chance have any pets? Oh, (laughs) it's a, (laughs) so I'm not used to people caring about me. So uh, I have a pet. I have two, I live, (laughs) I live in New York city with my partner and husband Jeremiah, he's a uh, avant-garde musician. And then I also have two chihuahuas. You can follow them at Javier and Pearl on Instagram. And Javier is a long-haired chihuahua. He's very handsome. He is a... In case you didn't know, he's very handsome, says his mom. Very handsome. And then I have an adorable short-haired chihuahua, 
uh, Pearl, who is very cute and has the most bubbly personality. She's so cute. We were joking that people are not either or, but often there's like Team Javier or Team Pearl. I'm Team Pearl. I mean, I like Javi too, but I just Uh love Pearly. I love Pearly. Well, Javi doesn't care, but Pearl. I know Javi is like super chill. Like uh, he does, but Pearl, like she's like, I love you when she sees you. That's why people, that's why I love her. She pays attention. She gives the people what they want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what brought you to the practice of feng shui? I studied architecture in school. I went into that field and around my Saturn return, I realized that I would like to incorporate more spirituality and I I just needed to like work on myself. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so I decided to start studying yoga and meditation and then very quickly I realized that I wanted to find a way to integrate spirituality and inspiration and more depth into the work that I did since we spend so many of our waking hours working. And so that naturally led me to explore feng shui. And when I started to open my eyes to feng shui like I really didn't want to but I did because there was like it was just a natural dovetail into architecture work I was really delighted and surprised and floored by how amazing the practice was and I just just went for it I kept I kept learning more okay so you kept learning more and then while you were learning about feng shui what was it that surprised you the most? Was there, well, was there something that you didn't expect once you beginning to dive deeper into feng shui? There were a lot of things I didn't expect, but the, I think one of the most primary unexpected, I guess, results that I received from feng shui was that I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. I had no aspirations to do anything, but, you know, I just thought I would be uh, going to the office, working for someone my entire life until I retired and then didn't have to work anymore. (laughs) And so, but what instead opened up to me is a whole new lifestyle and way of thinking. And, and, you know, another thing that I didn't expect about feng shui is I didn't expect that it would be really the door to open me to understanding my culture, my cultural heritage in so many ways that it's, you know, of course that that door and that path is endless and it's so enriching. So it's really helped me to, to really embrace and value and have a lot of curiosity and learn more about my cultural heritage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Having said that, I mean, you kind of talked about it, but would you say that's one of the biggest transitions now, like since you started this? Because as we mentioned before, we're going on to five years. What would you say from the beginning of when we started till now, what was one of the big transitions for you? So one of the biggest things I've noticed since you and I started this school together is just how much I love teaching. I realized it was kind of a natural transition and you and I both were leaning towards that and walking towards that same path and we just merged on that path, literally. Mm -hmm. 
because you know we have mm -hmm. our story about we we were teaching we were asked to teach a class together at a retreat with our teacher rosalie and we were walking a labyrinth together when we started mm -hmm. discussing like what could it look like if we taught together or if we worked together and continued these teachings that we received from our teachers because their program was at that time already beginning to dissolve so i think one of the biggest transitions or surprises or unexpected things that has happened to me in the last five years and not since i've first started feng, started feng shui which was much longer ago but in the last five years is that i've discovered how much i really love teaching mm -hmm. and how that really nourishes me like after we teach i don't feel depleted i feel super energized actually mm -hmm. Okay, so let's uh, let's say last five years. Let's let's go back in time. What would you tell your twenty-year-old self now of all the things you've learned? What would you What would you say to them if you could go back in time and tell them something? Well, you, I'm going to steal what you said. I would mm -hmm. also tell my twenty-year-old self not to not to let my my friend who who like pinned me down and said I need to pluck your eyebrows. I would have said no <laughs> way. I need Stop to work it. on my Speak. wood energy. <laughs> Stop it. I like my eyebrows. And is there an item of clothing that you would not have given away? Like, think back. Is there something no, you wish? I wouldn't fit into any of that clothing. Okay, let's pretend you did. Like, did you have a, like a leather jacket or a pair of cool boots? Yeah, right. You did. Mm, Angie was super cool. Angie was super cool when she was 20 years old. She was the, like, I don't think yeah. I would wear anything that I had back then. I don't know. You look pretty cool in it. It's all back. It's all back, my friend. It's all coming back in style. Okay. So what would you tell besides the eyebrows mm -hmm. and your nineties outfit? What would you tell your 20 year old self? I would tell my 20 year old self and actually every decade of myself, like every time I look back at a photograph of like me, like 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago, I mean, like we're also beautiful when we're young and I can see like how so judgmental I was of myself, so self-critical. And then I look back even like a couple of years ago and I'm like, wow, you looked good. And then, but then I look at myself now and like always judge myself. And I'm we so never learn, man. We never learn. You'd think we learn, right? <laughs> I know. And I'm like, damn, I was yeah. really beautiful. And now we were, we're so hard on ourselves. Beautiful. We're so hard on ourselves. So I would just tell anyone at any age you are to tell yourself you're beautiful. And because it's true. Good one. I like it. Okay. Let's do something. Let's keep the fun, fun going here. Um, what do you do for fun? Well, I have many hobbies as Laura knows, Laura's just like, I don't know how you do all this stuff. Yeah. So this is totally true, but meditation is now fun for me after, <laughs> after so many years. The last two times I went to this uh, long two hour meditation in person, like in the last couple months, the first ones really since COVID or, or any meditation retreat since COVID, I'm I just like, it's so much fun for me. I love it. It's like, it's like taking a shower after you've been out all day and he the humidity. It's so mm -hmm. refreshing. And then I also study Japanese tea ceremony, which I love, even though it's kind of like hell at the same time, because you're <laughs> sitting, you're, you're kneeling in Seiza for like two hours. 
And, <laughs> and I guess all of the things I love have like a kind of difficult aspect to it. And then I love, uh, what else do you do for fun? I flowers. I, yeah, I, I practice Japanese flower arranging, Ikebana. I go on retreats. Those are fun for me. And I also uh, study ceramics or I, mm -hmm. I do pottery. That's fun. And I'm also uh, love doing like any like art thing. That's mm -hmm. super fun for me. You do a lot of things. Okay. Who is your favorite hero from fiction? Or character from fiction. So what I was thinking about this when I asked mm -hmm. you this question, and that my first answer is kind of like a just kidding, but you're to make you laugh is the Queen of Hearts, <laughs> because that's like so me. <laughs> <laughs> you're not like that. Well, I think I've seen myself like that, but I also really respect like that very fiery, very no nonsense kind mm -hmm. of fierceness that I would like to embody a lot of times. My other favorite fictional character is Totoro from My Neighbor Totoro, which is, mm. you know that you're, you're yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Japanese stuff, yep. Yep. Japanese animation. So cool. I, I really love um, uh, Studio Ghibli. So yeah. I really love Totoro. Cool. What would your motto be? What would you tell someone is was your motto or something you tell yourself? Hmm. I almost took this off of my own interview list. <laughs> and then, then I thought of something and I already forgot it. What do you think my motto is? Off with their heads. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, no, what do I think your motto is? Oh my gosh. Your motto is let's just get it done right now. Like whatever there is, why wait? Just like, let's just get it off our plate. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, but that's not a great motto. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. You've got to have, you. Okay, let's circle back. Yes, circle back, yeah. Okay, then instead I'm going to ask you, what would you like your superpower to be? You thought um, about this one too, and did you forget to? I'm sure you thought about no, it. No, I didn't think about this oh, one. Oh, you didn't? Okay. My, what would I like for a superpower? Oh, I'd like to be able to fly. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Like I love biking, which I mm -hmm. haven't done in quite some time, but I would love biking. I, I love biking because it feels like you're flying. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to ask you what you're up to right now. So what are you doing right now? That's cool and interesting. Well, we are recording this a little bit early because I am going on a holiday. So when this airs, I will still be on my meditate on a meditation retreat. So that's something that's really exciting for me. But the biggest thing I'm up to is I just finished writing my second book, Mindful Homes, which will be out in April. So that's really super exciting for me. And then I'm already on to a new book with my with my uh, mentor, Marsha, we're going to probably, we're planning on writing an, a book together, mm -hmm. um, which will be amazing. And you know me, I'm always up to something. Mm -hmm. Did you think of a motto yet? Uh, oh, probably keep it simple, actually. There you go. Keep it simple. That's a good one. 
Mm-hmm. And then we're going to finish and close with, actually, no, I do want to ask, can I ask you what your most treasured possession is? And it's not your dog. It can't be anything living. So it can't be your puppy dogs or anything like that. Um, I'm not a huge possession person, but let me think what would be one of my, what is currently a most treasured possession? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, I guess. It might be similar to what you offered with what you, you talked about your grandmother's earrings. Mm-hmm. Mine would be actually, my mom gave me her Rolex. Um, oh, yeah. So cool. it was, my parents gifted each other a Rolex when they got married and she gifted it to me. So now I have her Rolex cool. and it's the only, actually I've never, I haven't inherit, inherited any or received any jewelry from her except for that piece. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, why don't we close like we did when we, when I did this and why don't you share for our listeners, what is your favorite simple feng shui adjustment or tip? So my favorite, favorite simple feng shui adjustment or tip would be to go out without anything in mind go find a flower you can pick one up from the wild you could pick one up from your garden you can pick one up from the new york city type of garden which means the store the flower store (laughs) and just pick one flower that speaks to you see what's available and see what you're drawn to and then bring it home and then look up a little bit about that flower. Just have some mm-hmm. curiosity, like where does that flower come from? Like how does it grow? What season is it in? And then you can just put that one flower in a vase and have that be your gift for the day. And this is not like 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 you said, Laura, in your interview, it's not like a formal feng shui mm-hmm. like adjustment, but this is, you know, a personal version of a feng shui adjustment for me. Mm-hmm. Good. It's nice. And you know what? It also goes nicely with your motto, which is to keep it simple. Good yes. job. Yes. Well, thank you, Angie. Thank you for joining us today in this <laughs> exploration <laughs> and meeting. So glad you could meet with us. You're welcome, Laura. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you. Interview concluded. All right. Thanks, Angie. Thank you. And thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast, please share it with others. Subscribe. You can leave a review. You can support us by checking out our webpage. We have mini courses. We teach a six month feng shui mentorship practitioners program to train people how to become feng shui consultants. And all of that info is up on our website at mindfuldesignschool.com. And we would love to see you in your inbox every week join our mailing list. We don't just send you blah, blah, blah emails. We actually send some blah, 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 but we also send you things that we only offer to our newsletter subscribers. So you can go to the show notes on whatever thing you're listening to the podcast on, or you can visit our website at mindfuldesignschool.com. Scroll down to the bottom and then there you can see a box where you can add your email to join our mailing list. So Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.